In Mexico, they have three liter Pepsi. Three? So you could do like Scotch and Pepsi. Is that a like thing? Like a six liter thing. Scotch and Pepsi? I don't know. Yeah. Well, like Scotch and Coke. Sure. Yeah. Seven yeah, uh, Up and uh, vodkas. I think that's a ghetto blaster. You know what's playing on this ghetto blaster right now? <laughs> the Tribute Games podcast. Yeah. The Tribute Games podcast is a podcast made behind the scenes at the Tribute Games here in Montreal. It's a small video game studio, indie studio, where we make games. So this podcast is pretty much eavesdropping on us uh, uh, as we work or stop working to uh, record this. I'm Yannick Belzil, I'm a writer for uh, Tribute Games, and I'm also the social media person. To my left... Dom oh. uh, 2D, game designer. You sound surprised. <laughs> Coming. <laughs> yeah, uh, Justin, game design and animation. Stefan, artist. Jean-François, programmer and co-founder. Andy, programmer. And this little fellow right here, this little aluminum fellow right here. This collapsed. It's, a, it's another After Dark episode. <laughs> Because it's always after dark. It's winter in Montreal. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> in Montreal, so it's always after dark. Um, guys, uh, uh, let's jump into the development corner. What's happening uh, with you guys this week on your games and projects? All right. Um, things are going well. Uh, I'm actually doing animations right now. Mm-hmm. Back on animations. Uh, yeah. yeah. But the fun thing is, is that I'm, I'm animating the backgrounds that Steph did. So it's really, really fun. Bringing sweet life. <laughs> well, no, they do my frigid art. <laughs> no, they're great, and that's the fun part. Is it, when you when you do animation from somebody else's work, it's like you really want to live up to like the high bar. So, do you feel you have so far? No, no, okay, <laughs> no. But I mean, I'm trying. That's the of course thing. you have. No, they're fine. It's uh, that's the fun part. So that's what I've been up to. Uh, John's going gangbusters with the boss programming. By leaps and bounds, you know, the game's really taking shape. And we have a, uh, it's a, a first for us. We've made our own media calendar and yes. publicity calendar. Ooh. So now we have, we will not reveal the date for Curses and Chaos and, uh, because it wasn't good. <laughs> the calendar didn't work. It wasn't work, but later on it was fixed. So right now it's exciting because we actually have a date. We know when it's coming out. So I think our things are becoming much more tangible, and we know when we roll out uh, different uh, promo stuff and when the first trailers are going to come out, and uh, uh, where you'll be able to physically play uh, Curses and Chaos. Eventually. Yeah, I think it's still early. Like it's uh, an estimated. So like, hopefully we'll we'll be able to release it on that day, but. Yeah, that's good. That's uh, why I don't mention any actual yeah. dates. I'm just saying that we're writing them down somewhere in a, in yeah. a document. But uh, we were pretty um, ambitious with our early fall release, but we've fallen behind. Oh. So, uh, yeah, be patient, but it's all worth it. Trust me, the game's coming along great. Yes, and uh, you're listening to this on a uh, Friday, and there's a brand new uh, Curses and Chaos page on Facebook right now, so you can go check that out. Facebook.com slash Curses and Chaos. And uh, so, yeah, that's what's happening on the Curses and Chaos front. Uh, Stefan is doing illustrations for it. Yep. They're Still looking good. Doing promo art because yeah, I've finished everything else. So, uh, yeah, and then soon I'll be uh, jumping, switching to uh, Dom's project. You're lucky the, the art for Curses and Chaos looks really good because I'd be really pissed otherwise. <laughs> I, want, I want you to do more art for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was actually a bit heartbreaking because... Every time I look over, I can see Steph just running magic. And uh, I looked over and I saw something that wasn't Curses and Chaos. And I was like, what's that? He's like, oh, that's, 
that's dumb stuff. And I'm like, it's none of your business. <laughs> Pretty much. No, it's like, it's like you really feel like things are coming to a close. So there's a little bit of bittersweet in it. But uh, yeah, that's fun. What it's, are we going to do when uh, the door is closed on Kirsten's and oh. Chaos? Are we going to have a, a party? Are we going to burn something? Oh, yeah. Are we going to do something? Yeah, we're going to have a lunch party for sure. Lunch party. Lunch party. Lunch. Come on, we do lunch party. parties every day. <laughs> but I mean, they're, they're still... There's still plenty to do, so... Yeah, yeah, for sure. That, that door is still wide open. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The window. Mercenary King's door is not fully closed, so... It's <laughs> a draft. Lots of drafts yeah. in the Tribute House, but we, we hope to uh, fix that all of that in 2015. We'll mm. celebrate going gold on both games at once. Mercenary yeah. Kings and Curses <laughs> and Chaos. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's fun. It was fun seeing, like, uh, things taking shape on uh, on your game there, Dom. So. Yeah, I'm so excited. Like, I, I've been doing some UI, and Stefan has been thinking about doing art a little bit. He's not <laughs> doing anything, but, like, it's... He, yeah. he did, a, like, a gray and gray mock-up of just a screen without anything in it, and it was pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> we, we figured out the resolution. Yeah, yeah, we so, decided somehow. Right. So, what does that mean, step. though, for someone you're figuring out the resolution of the game? Like, what the, how does that impact the game itself? Well, if it's not the right resolution, it'll look like... It, uh, junk on certain <laughs> devices, so that's that's part of the uh, the problem, and we need to, I guess, resolve the resolution so you can get enough stuff on screen yeah. at once. Because the the game we're making will probably have a lot of stuff on screen. It needs to be clear. It needs to be obvious uh, how the mechanics work with the visuals. So it uh, will probably go with uh, more pixels on screen than. Uh, a game like Curses and Chaos, which is like single screen and yeah. the characters are pretty big on screen. Uh, there's not a lot of room. That's that's how it works. Like yeah. that's how the problem works. It needs to be like condensed. And, you yeah. know, our game is more uh, expensive. More uh, you need more room for movement. So yeah. yeah, it's more about navigation. Yeah, and feeling quick and swift. So it's even it's even um, even have more space than in Merkings. Yeah. Smirkings in the end kind of felt a bit cramped. Yeah. So we're but pretty much going you were you size. weren't really moving that much in the screen, so it didn't really matter that much. But yeah. it felt felt right for Merkings. Just like it feels right for curses, but we need way more space for this untitled game. Yeah, well You're just teasing. I'm just yeah. teasing. But I'm I'm looking forward to the day we have an actual title to give. Yeah. How about you, Andy? Because you're working on Adam's game. So what are you working on in conjunction to what they've all mentioned? We'll have to bleep out everything he does. <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I, I've just kind of been working on supporting the yeah our prototype, kind of getting different systems that we want yeah. in place, like, for instance, like, shops. And There's like going to be a shop in the game exclusive uh, on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> There's a shop. And no, uh, yeah, the roguelikes feature that we want to kind of put fo some focus on in production time, I guess. Oh, so it's a yeah. roguelike. Oh, oh, wow. kind of a roguelike. <laughs> we'll see. You mean the game genre, not the popular Southern X-Men? Uh, no. Not the Southern Bell rogue. It has some roguelike elements in it. That's it. That's, that's all I can say. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we can conclude this this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> thanks you. Thanks for being here. But before before we're going out, uh, we have a bunch of questions uh, this yes. week. We ask your questions on Twitter, and uh, you have given us questions, so we'll give you answers. It's how it works. Yeah, people were really nice this week. They uh, they had a lot of questions, so this should be fun. Our yeah. best bud, uh, Hunter Trammell, is back as well. So. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Hunter, Hunter Trammell, a, a young man with, with the video games on his mind, and we salute him. Uh, someone asked, uh, Dan Dimer, at Daimer, 
uh, asks us, given that Montreal is bilingual, do you speak English 100% of the time or is that just to make the podcast accessible? I think he's noticing the accents in uh, amongst What? us. Maybe there's a bit of accenting going on. We're bilingual, so sometimes we speak French, sometimes we speak English, uh, and well, that's pretty much... It. Now that Andy joined the, the, the theme, it pretty much decides which language we're speaking, depending on if he's in the room or not, I guess. Yeah, he's an Even Anglo. Even sometimes I keep forgetting that like you're there and I'm speaking French, and I feel really bad after that. But Yeah, he's the Anglo-Saxon of the group, yeah. the invading <laughs> army. Yeah. <laughs> we made it in English, so it would be like the podcast would be more accessible. I suppose we could make one in French, but yeah. that... That gets to be a lot of work. So, but maybe we'll make a, a French version eventually. Maybe. I, I really want to do one in, in, in French, but just so we're more comfortable with the language, I guess. A little bit yeah. more. We should just dub this one. Like, just have people just... talk over. <laughs> yeah. Or, you know what? A, a left. Uh, in the left channel, it's English. In the right channel, it's French. So you just uh, pick out the one earbud, depending. Mm. Or Andy, Andy should just translate everything you say. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Oh, that, I think that's a great idea. Do it in French and you just invent stuff in English? <laughs> yeah, over what yeah that's how we make you uh, learn French, but it's just you deducting what it is no matter what it is. So yeah. you, you will just invent, but you're bound to yeah. get a part of it, right? Yeah, you know, like the... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Marcel Plix on Twitter asks, what do you think you would be now if you had, had not started doing art back then? Or... Programming or whatever you get. Happy? I think I've got an idea what I'd be. Yeah. Because because of that gypsy who stole you that mirror. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been working for so long, there was a time where, like, this is back in 2000, the, the independent business. Pre-9-11. Yeah, exa exactly. Yeah. That's how old. We were working for an independent studio in Ottawa, of all places, and it went belly up. So, and there was no, like, this is 2000. This is, like, before the, the industry was it, what it is today. So I went back to university to study, just get, like, a quick, easy BA in English and go teach uh, English overseas. Hmm? That was my plan. Oh. And then someone got a job at Game So you'd of. be an employee. <laughs> well, <laughs> most likely. I'd like to think I'd be, like... Married with some Japanese woman and have a family. Oh God! That was the that was the plan, but uh, still is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some things don't change. Um, but no, that was my plan. And then I had a friend who got a job interview at GameLoft and only got so far. And he was describing what was involved, and I was thinking, man, that's something I'd like to do. And then he went, yeah, that's something you'd like to do, right? And I was like, yep. And then the rest is history. I think I would probably be a programmer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a. I don't know, some kind of anything related to computers, because I liked computers. It was my second, like, most important passion, I guess. And that's how, like, Photoshop was, like, the best of the art world and the computer world. A bit louder. When I first, I don't know, um, started thinking about going into video games, at first I actually thought about going, being an artist and, or, like, yeah. an animator or something. So, yeah, we can, like, we should swap or something. <laughs> Like Maybe swap for a game. Yeah, for a jam. Yeah. <laughs> I should do that. I think I think someone made a jam like that once, and it was pretty interesting to see. We should do that. Yep, definitely. Uh, yeah. How about you, Andy? What would you be if you were not a programmer? If I wasn't a programmer, um, well, I don't know. Like, 
I guess I'd probably be, I don't know, maybe like a writer or something. Oh, I'm not really nice. sure. Because, like, right about the time I was going away to school and stuff, I was, like, figuring all of my options. Well, I'm really good at programming, but, like, I really enjoy writing as well. But Cool. Do you, would you write really technical stuff? Like, encyclopedia writer or something? Uh, at the time, it wasn't, like, technical at all. It was just, like, for fun and just kind of, like, a creative... Endeavor kind of thing, but nice. I don't know. Somehow I just kind of was like, ah, I, I feel like getting into like game development and like programming and stuff. So. Oh, you might just write the great Canadian novel yet. Yeah. So he'll write the like the story of our next game and whoa, yeah, whoa, 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 in a in a mix and match yeah, yeah, exactly. oh, game, we'll make. right, right. He'll program, so <laughs> we're all good. And unless you want me to, unless the game's gonna be like a early WordPress site, I don't know that I can program too much. Maybe we could print out your code sometime, like in a in a book. Oh, format. just like <laughs> no, just, like just a 2000 edit, page edit it book. for uh, to, to to be printed in a book. <laughs> I don't know, it'd be and just funny. do uh, like page design, so it looks so yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. aligned like a, it looks like a proper book. But when you actually read it, it's just lines of code. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, someone on Twitter was was talking about maybe putting code on T-shirts, like like really awesome code, just put it on T-shirts. I think that's really brilliant because it's the same as art. It's just like yeah, that's really good code. Yeah, but people don't. <laughs> Don't understand that. Like, you would. I do, but yeah. when I whenever I put like code on Twitter, everyone's like downvoting me. Yeah, I remember uh, uh, for Mercenary King, like, I was posting art for on the Tumblr, and at one point you were like rumbling, "Yeah, you can't put, you can't post code on Tumblr. No one would get it." Like I'm like, "Wow, oh, it's too bad that there's not a <laughs> a way that you can really show the work in a concrete way that so that everyone could get." Could get it the way it's everyone weird, gets though, sketches. You'd, you'd think that there would almost be something like that. It's probably going to become is. something because everyone's going to be a programmer at some point in the future. Yeah, so. when we're robots. Yeah, we're all going to be. Yeah, yeah like in that great movie, Transcendence. Oh. Uh, as for me, uh, well, I started. It's funny because I started in art, and all of my uh, career in video game was art. But I was hired here for writing. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I discover what I would be doing if I uh, was not writing, if I was not drawing. I guess it's yeah. writing, yeah. and it's something that I realized backtracking through my own career and stuff like that. Like I always liked comics, book, comic books, and stuff like that. I realized that learning to draw was trying to find a way to tell stories. Yeah. So I figured I, I was always a writer. It's just that I thought I was a uh, pencil or an artist for a while. Nice. So and I discovered that like in the last two years, so lots of lots of life changes. Mm -hmm. uh, Joe Kim at Persona asked us, "What was your favorite enemy or boss you designed in terms of art or game design uh, for Mercenary Kings or any other games you might have worked on?" Because uh, well, in game design, uh, Jonathan is not here right now, but art wise, Stefan, you've designed a couple of uh, monsters or bosses for Mercenary Kings. So do you want one you've prefer one you particularly like or maybe it's just a, a character or something you really like about mercenary kings you really enjoy uh, I think the, the maybe the, the most important boss uh, design in Mercenary was the, the exosuit the steel soldier yeah steel soldier still still like that one <laughs> a lot and the mandrix yeah I think the mandrix oh, you, you invented the mandrix oh yeah nice yeah. I came up with that brilliant <laughs> <laughs> brilliant idea that that goes back to alchemy 
<laughs> Time, times when alchemy was a legit science. <laughs> but I mean, uh, I don't know. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> All All right. Right. Let, let's get Metrics are really cool. I, I just like them. I, I think they're fun. I had a great time drawing them and... Uh, Mostly in all that art nobody has seen yet. But like, that will be after revealed the soon. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the art book, I did a bunch of uh, illustration for... Uh, I did a bunch of environment <laughs> illustrations and uh, I've included the uh, mandrakes here and there and I had a lot of fun finding out how mischievous they were. Yeah. We, we need to put mandrakes in all the games and all the backgrounds somewhere. It's like our unofficial mascot yeah. now. Yeah, it totally is. Like, there's like four of them in the, in the studio. Yeah, yeah, they actually exist physically. Exist physically, so yeah. thanks to Kim. Um, you were going to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it seemed <Supposed> important. <laughs> no. Uh, Bosses, yes? <laughs> yeah. No, my, my favorite boss is actually the one, the dog tank that opens up his butt and like starts shooting rockets from his butt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty badass. Yeah. Cool. It's, I, I like that one because. It's so non non military realism tough guy. It's first they're tanks in shapes in shape of dogs, and then these pooping missiles. That's great. Nice. I think uh, seeing the violence kings come to life in a video game was like a big uh, a big thrill because mm -hmm. like we all seen them from Kings of Power four billion percent. It was fun to see it legitimized in an actual video game. So sweet. Yeah. So I only designed one boss. Which was in in a match three game, mm -hmm. <laughs> but it was uh, it was just a giant uh, octopus that would kind of go over the grid, to kind of hide the, the, the grid, and a lot of players were pissed off at that. But I I felt like it was pretty awesome to have a boss that hides a match three grid. That's it. Nice. Mm. <laughs> Man, never design a boss. You can just cut that out. <laughs> no, no. Well, th that'll probably come on on, on Dom's game. At AltDev asks us, um, did you guys use Mono Game for uh, Scott Pilgrim, or like you did for M uh, Mercenary Kings or Wizard? And also, <laughs> do you make your own level editor from scratch? So, JF, give the answers AltDev requires, please. Okay, so there's two questions. Yeah, uh, yeah. The Mono Game question is simply no. We use this engine that Ubisoft built. Are you supposed to say that? Yeah, well, it's for sale. Okay, you can actually sale. buy it. Nice. You can buy the engine. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Oh man, let's do it. Uh, it was <laughs> honestly one of the worst engines I've ever worked <laughs> with. So don't do that. Like, don't touch it. Was um, it really? Was it really bad in a programming way? Or because I know it was maybe too generic. Like it was supposed. It was. Uh, it was meant to do too much stuff. Yeah, I think like it, they kept it super, super generic. But was it really like a bad engine in general, or? I think they were trying to do a lot of handholding in the engine, and it wasn't really tested in a production mm. like level. So um, things started like blowing up when we started working on an actual game. So it was really a bad idea. Like, it wasn't focused for anything. Yeah, it, it tried was... to, like, simplify everyone's lives, but it actually, yeah, just dumbed down the work of all the programmers. It was way, way, way too complex for yeah, exactly. the needs of Scott. Yeah, but yeah. then in the end, it was funny, because when they wanted to go and, like, advertise and, like, potentially sell this thing, Scott Pilgrim became sort of, like, 
a poster boy flagship for them because oh, it was yeah. like, yeah, it was made with this engine. It was like, it was never meant to. But <laughs> it's, it was so ridiculous. Like, you just wanted to open a level and it would take like 20 minutes. Look, 20 minutes. Uh, when we get John on the podcast, he was talking about some of the horror stories of like, yeah, he would like open a level at the start of his day and then hope maybe at some point <laughs> <laughs> and it wouldn't crash. Yeah, really. Towards the end, he was, he was running. Two, two computers, <laughs> and he would start. He would start a build on one, go input some values in the other one, and like half an hour would pass, and he would go back and and maybe it would have finished yeah. compiling, and he could test stuff. Yeah, yeah. You really want to so, think twice before you close the level because <laughs> you're like, uh, maybe I'm gonna need it in the next thirty seconds. Actually, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of Things in Scott are just uh, held together with, uh, but but I mean they're they're just like a hypothesis. Like <laughs> it should a, it should be like in relation to all the others numbers I input it it should be it should work. Yeah, it's like all theoretical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's all quantum uh, quantum game. Like yeah, unless right. as you observe it, it changes. Like there might be someone who's gonna like fully play test that game and discover some weird wormhole. <laughs> it's just like oh well. Yeah, maybe there was another game inside the game that like they shipped with the engine, and we're just not aware of it. Yeah, maybe. It's like a, but... a real 3D heady game. Yeah, yeah. Hidden. And the other question was uh, for. Oh, uh, did you did you make your own level editor from scratch? Yeah. So since we started Tribute um, Games, we did our own engine in Mono Game, and then we built our own tools and. Level editor and all Call that stuff. Called the Paris editor. Paris editor. Named after the great French city. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Paris Hilton. The great French city. Paris yeah. Hilton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and if you enjoyed those uh, little bit of stories about uh, Scott Pilgrim, like in uh, next year, in 2015, we, because a lot of us, here at the company, not me, my boss as the company. I'm looking at Dom because he didn't work on it either. Nope. <laughs> uh, a lot of people here did work on Scott Pilgrim, so eventually we'll have like a big episode or either like a series of episodes talking about how, how that game uh, got made because it's uh, partly responsible for how that company here came about. So Yeah, it was quite look, the saga. Yeah. Look, there's a uh, international intrigue, uh, fun Murders. engines... Yeah, uh, there might have been murder. <laughs> well, we'll find out in 2015. Yeah, what do you call that um, when enough time has passed on a crime where a statute of limitations, <laughs> a statute of limitations <laughs> is up on that where we can, uh, you know, t- really talk about it. Yeah, the fully exposed, you know, no holds barred tell all. Well, it's been five years, so yeah, exactly. Like a oh, nice, five years, oh, nice five year yeah. anniversary. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, yeah. yeah, time flies by. It certainly does. Oh, I've got another question from uh, Eric Mahler, who's also a podcaster. He does the uh, Mr. Mom podcast, which is pretty cool. cool. Is it uh, about the great alcohol movie? No, it's about uh, the oh, life not... of a stay-at-home dad. Okay. No, Mr. Mom's another movie. It's not about Hulk Hogan. Sorry. Anyway. I think Michael Keaton's in that. <laughs> yes, that's a Michael Keaton movie. Of course, I uh, we always mix the uh, Hulk story <laughs> and Keaton. <laughs> they're, 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 they're practically the same <laughs> yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. totally. So his question is pretty good. It's, uh, is there a type of game you've wanted to make but haven't been able to yet? Yes, I actually have an answer for that. Yeah. Uh, twice in my career, uh, the chance of doing a top-down, like, isometric car game has eluded me. Nice. Uh, in that same company we started in uh, Ottawa, 
Called Buzzcut Entertainment, now defunct. For 15 years. That's a weird name. Buzzcut Entertainment, now defunct. Well, you know why they... they <laughs> full name. Our bosses had Buzzcuts, and okay. that's how they named it. And this was actually... That's probably why it's defunct. <laughs> amongst other things. But no, that was a good times. Uh, that was a, a, an offshoot of Artec, which I think is also now defunct. One of the last standing... Video game company. Go back to the question, Justin. Go back to the question. (laughs) Reel me back. Come back. Um, So yeah, we were going to make a car game there called Unleaded. And then back at Gameloft, we were supposed to make a top-down racing or rally-style game called High Gears, which John was designing. So twice it's eluded me, and I feel like I've got unfinished business with the top-down car game Hmm. genre. How about you guys? Any type of game you have never had a chance to tackle? Well, I didn't make that much game, so a lot of <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah. Um, well, I've always wanted to do a roguelike. Hey! So, uh, <laughs> that's we should ca- we should actually cancel that game. Yeah. I don't think it's. I'm, I'm still waiting yeah. that we're like further down the road. Yeah. Hey, your dream? You want to break it? <laughs> yeah, you want to break it properly? Let's get. This has all been a scheme to just break your spirit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, break you in. Otherwise, uh, I've always wanted to do like an actual exploration game, like just all about exploration, but I haven't figured it out yet. So, someday maybe. How about you, Yannick? Want to do an adventure game? Yes, I would like that because it's entirely writing. Uh, I would like to be involved into the first good Superman game. Oh. Uh, and I've almost been. It's one of the great heartbreaks of my career. <laughs> and uh, I consulted on a pitch on a Superman game, and I was thrilled. And uh, it could have been pretty cool. So there is that. And for me, it's um, I don't have a. I, as much as I like video games, but I don't have the, the desire to get into the uh, the guts and really game design a specific games. But I have like more like art directions or worlds or ideas that I'd like to see uh, in a game. Like I, I'd love to have some sort of game. I don't know what it looks like, but to be like the um, '60s series, like The Prisoner, mm-hmm. like the weird, absurdist, paranoid '60s vibe. So it's I have ideas for I I wish <laughs> Steph was gesturing like you and me. <laughs> so like stuff like a, a game a prison. in a world of a prisoner. Uh, so you and me in a big bubble in a big uh, bubble like being smothered by it, but we're like this is great. So uh, it, it's stuff like I have ideas for worlds, and type of environments or art directions that we don't see in uh, video games or in modern video game landscapes because the, the bigger games tend to look a certain way. Yeah. So those are more my ideas. I don't have a, a specific like genre, more themes. Je, yeah, exactly. Or just more looks. Like um, for a while, like uh, it, you, we can see because we've been in it for Mercenary Kings, like so many. 80s uh, exploitative, crazy, over-the-top action yep. teams mm-hmm. like that's been like a almost that has been a, almost a cliche. Like for the last five years, there's always like different versions of that, mm-hmm. and a lot of people did different riffs. So for me, I'd be really interested in finding the other cool uh, genre or types that have not been uh, interpreted in games yet, and make that a uh, make that fit over an, uh, a game design idea someone has, or try to reverse engineer a game out of those. Sounds good. What about you, Jeff? You know what? I think I'll cheat 
Um, I think I'd like to have a second go at another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Hmm. Like, I, I feel like we didn't get the chance to really knock it out of the park like we wish we could have. So just so, just so people know, yeah, you've yeah, worked on a the, TMNT game before, right? Yeah, exactly. The, the, the animated uh, CGI movie that there was like a couple of years ago, like the, yeah. that was called TMNT, you've worked on that game on Ubi at Ubisoft. Yeah, the Game Boy Advance version, like not... The other ones that were <laughs> forgettable. Oh, you mean the, the one that had the good reviews? <laughs> yeah. That the um, others piggybacked off of, mind yeah. you. But since it was on Game Boy Advance, we were really limited with budget, um, time. budget and yeah, a bunch of stuff. So we had to cut like really early the multiplayer aspect of the game, which like It's for a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game, you kind of need to have co-op, yeah. so... So yeah, so you, would, you would try it again and make it ten times better now. It'll be the best at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game ever. Ten times at least. Yeah. So yeah. Nickelodeon, we're just gonna leave that on the table. Yeah. yeah. If you're interested. Who Jeez. has the rights for TMNT now? I thought, was, I thought it wasn't. Oh no, they did the last version of it. So I don't know if they have the. Yeah. Someone, someone just Wait had the rights. It was Activision, yeah, it was I think, and then Way Forward. But you, Andy. Uh yeah. So I guess I've. I don't know, I've always kind of had a bunch of ideas that I've wanted to do and haven't done. Yeah, any, any genre you want to spoil for us? Uh, okay, so I guess, yeah, like, I've always wanted to make kind of like an exploration, side-scroller, metroidvania kind of game. But with the twist that rather than having your abilities, like, tied to you throughout the entire game, they, like, have kind of an area where... You have that power. Don't say anymore. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much it. But like, uh, yeah, it would be like kind of a weird like radio tuning kind of thing. I'm not really sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. The last question we have is uh, Scott Pilgrim related, which is about like the influences on the game. So I can maybe you guys have answers about it, or maybe Stefan, you have like art answers about it, uh, about like what inspired your work on Scott Pilgrim, like the backgrounds and stuff like that you worked on. Well, I mean, the books. Yeah. Yeah, but, to, but I, there, there wasn't... I, I, um, like, I tried to stay... To put as much from the books mm -hmm. as I could and expand on that. But then uh, it got to a point where we had so little time that I think... Um, and it, it also became really personal. Like, I, I've, I've, I've included a lot of reference to things I had done uh, prior to the project. And so... Yeah, yeah. It, it was just we had so little time that we were just. I was just rushing. Just rushing and vomiting your insides. And yeah, yeah. Art for first, for first shot for everything. So came out great. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, it was it was super fun to make, and it was certainly a, a real challenge. And uh, I think I, I learned a lot, and I probably grew a lot from that. Also, like it was you were the, five feet tall, <laughs> five feet tall before this game. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was the first time I I, I, I took on uh, so much work in so little time. Like that, the scale of the the whole thing. That's the that was the biggest I've ever tackled. Like after that, I did Merkings. Like it was a fart. So. <laughs> <laughs> That, what, that's what, that's what's, a, what's the, what's we'll, we'll go more in detail in our Scott yeah. Pilgrim Spectacular in 2015. And uh, I think we'll close out that episode right now because uh, uh, we are we have not 
talked about what we're, we've played recently. But next week, mm. on our next episode, not only it's going to be like the year-end the year end spectacular. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll talk about our favorite things from uh, 2014. Carl's going to be back. The return. The return of Carl. And that's going to be great. And uh, so that's going to be it for this week. Uh, thanks, uh, everyone, for listening. And uh, guys, uh, where can we find you on the internet? If someone is really captivated by what they heard, where they can get more of you? Dom, where can they? Are you done with your question? <laughs> um, <laughs> at at, at Dom2D on Twitter and all that. Yeah, uh, Justin underscore Sear, C-Y-R. J-G-S Boutin. You can just search that. Find yep. stuff. Wow. How do we search on Twitter? Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> you can try that. Okay. Maybe it works. I don't know. I don't know anything about Twitter. Uh, JF Major with a zero on Twitter. Alright. Um, zero Eggboy Color on Twitter. Uh, you can find me at Yannick Belzil, and you can find uh, Tribute Games at Tribute Games. And if you have anything, uh, you can find us on Facebook as well. And if you have any questions, and if you want to send us questions through non-Twitter or anything like that, you can write us at info at tributegames.com. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to us. Uh, please come back next week. We'll talk about our favorite things from uh, 2014. Yeah, that's it. So, have a good week. Yay. Uh, weekend. Yeah, and weekend as well. Weekend as well. <laughs> have a good week. Have a good weekend. Have a good life. Year. Face good Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Facebook, go facebook.com slash Curses and Chaos. Go like it, because yeah. that's where you can uh, see, get exclusives about Curses and Chaos. And have a good weekend. Eat some stew on my behalf. Yeah, have some stew. Have a good holiday stew. <laughs> <laughs>